0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Insider, brought to you, as ever, by Vanishing Inc. Today we're lucky enough to have on the line Mr. Steve Faulkner. Steve, how are you today? I'm
1: very good, mate. How are you?
0: I'm lovely, thank you. It's Friday, the sun's shining. It's oh, all it's good.
1: glorious. It's glorious.
0: What's your origin story? You've got forty-seven seconds.
1: Blimey, forty-seven seconds. I have to cut a lot out. So, um, went to circus school in London in early nineties. Uh, became a street performer in Covent Garden around about that time. Died on my eyes for five years. Then made it work. Um, then moved to started getting into magic. I was, I was a street performer, not a magician. So I started getting into magic. And by Pete Wardell was kind of my mentor. And right, and then that's started a great
0: that. mentor to have.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. It was good because he was he was very good at magic and very good at performing. So um, And then it, I moved to Sheffield and then had to learn and run a business. So I sort of, the magic slowly took over the street. And now I haven't really done street now for about 12 years probably, I don't think.
0: Right. So you do stage, parlour, close-up, escapology, corporate. You teach magic at cardmagiccourse.com. You're a leadership coach, keynote speaker. And you do detailed reviews of tricks on, uh, on your <laughs> review show. So what's your favourite thing out of all of that to do and why?
1: I don't know. Well, a good thing if you've just... You just explained to me why I'm so knackered, um, which, is, <laughs> which is good. It's good to hear it, it sort of bounce back and you go, oh, right. I do actually achieve something in my life. Um, so, uh, what, so, sorry, what was the, the, what was my favorite thing? It <laughs> yeah, was it's so difficult. I think, I think part of my doing the training and coaching was that I, I kind of fell out of love with magic. Um, and now I love it again. So I think the review show is, is part of what's made that happen. So at the moment, that's one of my favourite things to do. I love parlour shows. You know, close ups fine, but as we all know, you know, doing twenty tables in two hours isn't exactly how anything should ever be performed.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but it's fine, and I'll always be grateful for it. But I think I think stage and parlour definitely uh, the training stuff's just great, and and it sounds cheesy, but teaching. Um, when you get to my age, which is nearly forty six, the idea of helping other people and the ego kind of dissipates a little bit. Um, teaching's just great if people that are hungry for it and, and you know, you can help form form some good judgment around magic and all that, it's great.
0: Okay, so let's try this um, desert island tricks thing that I thought about so it's like the Radio 4 show for non-British listeners this is a very long-running radio show where guests are theoretically marooned on a desert island and have to go through some of the music that they take with them now it's taken for granted on the show that they'd have the bible and the complete works of Shakespeare so for this we'll assume you've got a brick of bikes four half dollars and greater magic that's you've got that that's a given that's safe what three tricks would you bring with you to do
1: Oh man! If I have more prep for this, um, I think <laughs> I'm going to cheat a little bit because one of them isn't a card or a coin thing, but it's something I seen. That doesn't need to over. be card
0: or coin; it can be anything. Yeah.
1: Um, so I think coin wise, I fell in love years and years and years ago. I fell in love with Al Schneider's coin across routine, which mm-hmm. has got this pop up move in that, that is also in the Larry Jennings book. Um, and I just thought it was the most... I mean, it, it's got a discrepancy, because why would you put a coin in your hand like that and all that, but I just thought it was the most beautiful, magical thing I've seen, and I do this routine now, and I've done it ever since I saw it, and I've done it for audiences of, of you know, big audiences on cameras and stuff, and, it, I, you know, people say about coins across that it can be too confusing, and it really can, um, but I just think that... And I think that is something I'm constantly working on, never really improving, but just, <laughs> just playing <laughs> with. Um, so I think of a coin that... And of course, one coin routines, I think, is one of the most pure things you can do and just, again, stunning. Um, Card-wise, uh, I have bottom. I do bottom deals and I, I'm i never happy with my bottom deal. You know, if it warmed up, it's okay, and i perform performing, it's fine, but it's not. And I want a Steve Forte kind of bottom deal. You know, I want to right. be able to sail them out flawlessly. So I think if I had the time to sit there, there's not a great amount of justification for me to sit for hours doing it at the moment. Sure, um, but it's that's something that's that's sort of playing on me. And um, I had this multi multiplying balls routine that I worked on a few good few years ago, and I I obsessed over this, and it was a Conan ball routine that went into a multiplying balls routine, um, mm-hmm. and I worked on the thing for about a year and a half, could not get it really smooth. Then I started performing it. I performed it at Shozam in in Blackpool. You know that festival that runs yeah, alongside yeah. Blackpool, and I did it every day, like four times a day. Every day, and it started getting there, and then for some reason, I didn't do it for like six months, and I built up a real mental block over it. Um, performed it one more time on stage, and completely fluffed it, and it built up that negativity again. So I think that that, if I was to sit there and I had the time, this is something that is really yeah, it's been hanging around for years, and I've actually got them out again. And I might do them in my show in May, but it's if I had the time to sit there and nothing else, that would be my sort of because it's meditative as well. It's, I'm a, sure. my history is a juggler, so it kind of blends both things really.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about your review show on YouTube, Real Magic Reviews. There's loads of review shows that are out there that are kind of either product pitches or, or kids just wanting to get stuff for free. Why did you start your review show?
1: Because I wanted to get stuff for free. <laughs> <laughs> no, OK, right. So uh, <laughs> even though that's a joyous thing to have, it's not I'm finding out quickly that there's that a reason to spend sometimes four days on doing a review. Um Okay, so so long, long story short, you might have to edit this a little bit. Four, five years ago, I went through, went through a bit of a divorce and that became my identity for a while. I had a bit of a hard time with it. Um, everything kind of went out the window a bit. I was still doing gigs, I was still surviving and all that, but I lost quite a lot and, it, and I fell out of love with magic, the joy of sure. magic. You know, I was just doing the gigs, getting my head down. Uh, weddings were unpleasant at the time. Like I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it happens to a lot of people. It's not a, It's not going to be a sub story, but it, but it just took my... And, and at the same time, I think, just after the split, I went to Blackpool and felt really... Just felt no connection with what was going on there. I, I, was, I was feeling very cynical about... Every every lecture I saw that year was a sales pitch. There was no real... You know, I used to watch those... You know, I used to watch a video of an old Vernon lecture and he used to kind of talk about you know what he was doing and then at some point he'd go oh apparently there's some stuff for sale at the back of the room and that's kind of what I want from I want to see passion in a lecture and actually learn stuff and I just thought it was in a bit of a mess Mm. became very cynical um, just thought why what's the point in learning anything if I'm not going to perform it I only ever learned stuff to take on stage and and it just became quite a joyless thing really Um, And my situation now, which I'm lucky to say, is that I have my kids quite a lot. So I can't go to most magic conventions. Like I can do a day at Blackpool and I'm taking my daughter this year. Luckily, I managed a session. That was the first one in sort of five years. Um, And I wanted to just get connected with it. I started loving it. I started picking up magic books and learning for the sake of learning and forgetting all this nonsense when people say, you know, what's the point in learning something you won't perform? I think that the joy is in the learning. And actually, you... By just getting a magic book and learning anything you you learn stuff that you can take on stage maybe by stealth that isn't quite as explicit sure so yeah. I just wanted to get connected you know when I stopped, I had a DVD out I'd written a little book you know I, I had this. I felt like I was becoming part of something and then it then it went um, and that was the way I thought I could do it I didn't want to really do anything online with me walking around doing magic tricks because mm-hmm. I never really did street magic or street performance. Call it different thing. I I did the cups and balls, but I didn't do that thing of going out to people on the street and it wasn't really my cup of tea. it had already been done. Um, no one wants to see a kind of forty year old walk around doing that really at the moment. So <laughs> I I just thought, what a nice way to make give myself a deadline every week to read books. You know, because I do love it, and, and I've always got a reason not to do it. Um, so give myself a deadline, read books, learn magic, and just s- sort of and connect with people. You know that that I can't necessarily do on a face to face basis very often. Um, and it 's worked, you know great,
0: so what have you learned doing the reviews
1: I've, do you know what i 've learned i 've learned that I was very cynical about magicians for a while, and I hear a lot of this on, on podcasts and stuff and it 's easy it 's easy to be cynical right and it 's easy to be cynical about the hobbyist side of it as well and and i 've learned that that joy is what we we want in our life, right we, we just need to have joy in our lives and and if you get that from sitting in a magic you, Club, not doing anything that you'll ever show to a lay person, then that's all right. right? Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? So, that, so it's okay that you, do, you learn a trick that would never play in public because and, and, it, it brings you happiness. And so, th- this whole, you know, the magic review is, is trying to find stuff, yes, that we will perform, maybe to lay people, but also to find stuff that is just great and is not just a load of tap. And, and what's happening at the moment is that I think when I got out of Magic, there was a lot of TAT coming out. There was a lot of, and for those people in America, I know that TAT, I got a question on this on the review the other day. It just means crap, rubbish. So, <laughs> And now I think that people are up in their game. I think you can't get away with it anymore because if you release something bad, it gets bad reviews. There's so many more people doing it now. So I've learned that actually the quality of the stuff and, and the honesty of dealers is going up. I think that you're not getting away with being a snake oil salesman, salesman anymore. Sure. Um, and people are nice. The comments I've had are lovely, you know, like people have been really supportive. It's a hard thing to do. You know, it's like I said, I did the Jobby DVD review. It took four days, you know, mm. and I really haven't got time for that. <laughs> so, sure, um, sure. so, so, and then, you know, and, and Jobby, you know, wrote me a lovely email and it's just that connection starting to happen. And it's as good as it's going to get for me, I think, at the moment. So, um, yeah, so, so it's all really positive. The Magic World is a really good place at the moment, I think.
0: What do you think people want to get out of a magic review?
1: I think they want honesty. What they also want, unfortunately, sometimes, is something to be slated. Mm-hmm. i'm not that interested in slate and stuff now don't get me wrong if i find something that's going out for a lot of money that is terrible i'll, I'll be very honest about it but if someone sends me something that is clearly not anything i'd rather not review it you know because whatever ha- somebody's put time into that you know and whether it's good or not I, I don't like i don't want to sort of kill someone's dreams by saying this is terrible well it's only my point of view it might not be for some people um so I think people want honesty. I think people want honesty. They want someone that is happy to be vulnerable and say they're wrong when they're wrong, and and not try and be perfect and not. Um, and this is what the feedback I've got, and and I think they just want um, someone that's going to use the stuff as well. You know, get get the stuff, take it out, play with it, show it to some people, and and provide a review, which sounds like a, a no brainer, but you know, and not sell it to them. You know, it's not it's not about just you know getting paid to shift some units. But on the, on the flip side of that, if I can help someone that's just released a product and I think it's really good and, and they haven't got much of a name in the bigger market, then what a great thing to be able to do.
0: Absolutely. So what do you think is important to consider when you're reviewing a magic trick or a book?
1: I, okay, so the book, the book's an interesting one. I think you need to read it cover to cover, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate because it's taken me ages to review the books at the <laughs> yeah, of course. Um But it's great. Um, I think you need to consider every, everywhere where that might be uh, a, a performable, and you need to consider whether it, it things like it's going to last. So if you get a gimmick that costs fifty quid, that's quite a famous one that came out, you know, a few months ago. Um, is that going to be doable a year down the line, or you're going to have to buy refills and and things like that? So all those little pragmatic things that I don't think you find out in the in the copy. You know, you get sure. The copy's becoming more more honest now. I think. So you need to know, is it angly, all that sort of stuff? Is it performable? Are you going to have to, is it going to have to be really, really difficult? Um, Or are people going to, is it a self-worker and all that? And also this lie about, you know, I don't think any tricks are self-worker. I think everything you've you've got to practice. So I think just being as honest and explicit and as transparent as possible. And if you make a mistake in review, to be able to answer a question. So if someone questions in the comments, you know, actually didn't mention this, to be able to answer that um but a lot of people are expecting exposure at the moment which is weird they're sort of saying yeah but we want to see the gimmick and i'm like well if i you know that's that's not really what it's about is it no, no, so that's it important Listen, no. so, but i
0: think it's what's happening with some of the stuff where people are showing when it's something that you're not going to be able to make yourself yeah then to be able to show how it works is quite interesting like in joshua's uh lecture when he's explains balance you know yeah. it's like he, teach, he teaches every aspect of how that trick works, because there ain't nobody that's going to go out there and make no, one of course. Um, no. so I think it, it's, it can be interesting to uh, although it's yeah, yeah, okay, there's 14 year olds exposing stuff for bragging rights on YouTube yeah, of course. but I think yeah. it does have a place sometimes to explain how something works when you're dealing with you know magicians that are going to spend a lot of money on something.
1: I agree, and I like that. I like that honesty, and I like that transparency. Um, and with certain tricks like that, and knowing no cause, bliss. You know, you, you're not. Nobody's, nobody's going
0: to make bliss. Nobody no.
1: Gonna, <laughs> you know what I mean? So fair enough. Uh, and it's not the exposure that bothers me because if you're if you're not a magician and you're watching my reviews, you're insane. You know? <laughs> How dull. So I'm not that worried about that side of it. But I do think there are some tricks that I'm happy just to buy the idea of. Sure. You know? So if, if I spend 50 quid on the trick I'm going to perform and I realise I could have made it, I'm okay with that. Yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. the idea that I wouldn't have come up with. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I'm not a creator. I haven't... It's not something I've got time to do is create my own magic tricks and I'm standing on the shoulder of the giant, so why, why bother? Because I've got... You know, a lifetime of books to learn the most amazing tricks in the world. I'm not saying why bother for anybody else. It's just no, not no, no. Of course, yeah, thing. no, no.
0: I'm in the same situation. I, I've created one thing in, yeah. <laughs> in 30 years of doing magic, and it's like no, there's, so, there's people that are better at doing this than me. Yeah, so.
1: you know, you look at sort of Kieran Johnson, and these people, that, and even Josh and Andy, and all, they're good. They're good at all that kind of thing, and I and I just haven't. One day maybe, but but yeah, but I think so. I think I'm happy. that like, if someone comes up with a great idea, people complain that it was only you know they didn't get enough gimmick stuff and it's like well go and do the trick and nothing your money made back in it you know? yeah absolutely so, uh, now some yeah. people
0: might have noticed um and some people not but at Vanishing Inc we've been putting a lot of effort into our blog um we're giving out content that we think magicians are going to find interesting and useful there's this podcast there's essays and hints and tips for performance there's Guest bloggers. We've got London um, worker Dan Farrant giving tips for, for workers. Yep, Ian Kendall great. writing about moving from close up to stage. Harrapinong's awesome fully booked series yeah, has moved yeah, from yeah. Instagram to, to our blog now. There's Josh and Andy's book of the week. And there's going to be uh, a great review show coming there is. this week. There is. Yes, Scary that's the ache. news. Bombshell. You're moving <laughs> your review show over to Vanishing Ink, So am. now it's just going to be pictures for Vanishing Ink stuff, Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally, and I'm just gonna say it's all good and uh, whatever, whatever it is, just a shift in units. So, Thank you, uh, I appreciate your. Uh, uh, your, your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that was well. That's the. I mean, that was the fear, you know, with, with the offer. You know, it's like what well, my first my first response was no because uh, you know the whole point of the the review show was to not be shifting units for for, and I'm not saying every other review show does that but sometimes I get a little bit suspicious for some of them and there's nothing wrong you know if you if you own a shop and you're doing your own review, that's great but you know people know that there's a pinch of salt in there um so I wasn't I was nervous about it but we've had discussion you know we've had a chat and and luckily that isn't going to be an issue right
0: so how do we know or does the audience listeners viewers know that you're going to be honest if this show is now living on vanishing inc site as you say there are a lot of magic stores that do their own reviews um so yeah. what what how are you how do people know that to trust you still
1: well i mean trust is something that's got to be earned you know i do this in my training you don't just get trust hopefully there's a bit of trust already um people can sort of see it in your eyes <laughs> you know it, it is true uh, but i think that that it, it's just you know if i get something that isn't going to play in a certain situation i'll say that and and you know totally honest and you know the chats we've had with you and Andy and stuff have said that they don't want me. You don't want me to be just reviewing everything positively because there's no point, no one's going to buy it. So, um, so it needs to be non. Well, I need to be still be able to review non Vanishing Ink stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so that's really important. It not just you. So, if anybody can still send me stuff to review. Um, and I need to be able to say when I don't like something, and, and and actually, there's probably more chance of that now because I've been doing my own reviews, and it's either been my own stuff or people have been kind enough to send me books. But I haven't had that much to review. But obviously now I'm going to have more to review. There will be more stuff where I'll say, look, this just doesn't play in this situation. It doesn't, you know. So, so there's more chance now of actually me being um, more more critical because I'm going to have more stuff to review. I think.
0: Why are you moving the show over to Vanishing Inc?
1: Okay, so um, I so I do a lot of work with with businesses now, and most of the work I do with businesses is about values. It's about it's it's all the soft skills that they talk about. It's all about people working within their values, which is a sustainable business model. Business models aren't sustainable anymore. That they just you know look for the money, they don't work. So businesses need to be revolve around values. And what I've noticed about Vanishing Link, and I genuinely haven't talked to any of you guys about this, it's just what I know is that you have values a based around strong magic, you know, about pub, about strong magical values, about, you know, you've got the charity that people can, um, you know, put a bit of money to when they buy something. I also know for a fact that I've had friends that I've researched when they've had issues with products that have been a bit battered in the mail or something, you've been very good about kind of, you know, you can either keep it and we'll give you another voucher or, or this or that, you know. So so I know that you, you're coming from a place that isn't just let's get as much money as possible mm-hmm. and that would be a serious issue. and And... And, you know, the, I've known Andy for a while, we're not like best mates or anything, but he's come and done my show in Sheffield every now and then, and I get a feel, and Josh, you know, I get that this is a very sustainable business. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be growing and growing. Um, so the values are in line with my values mm. in how a business should be run. And also, um, you know, let's be honest, any, anybody that spends a lot of time creating something wants an audience. Sure. and. It's very hard, you know, I can't spend every day on social media pushing this. I'm with my kids, you know, I need support and I need help if I want to continue doing this. And to be honest, if I didn't find anybody that was going to support me in some way, it might not be here in six months because I do have stuff. That would be a shame. Stuff. <laughs> it would be a real shame and I, and I absolutely adore it. So I think that at the right time, it, you know, the fact that this, this offer has, has come up for me to do this is like, because well, I was thinking, can I maintain this? You know, can I spend three days a week, which I can't. So, um you know it's a lot of weekends a lot of late nights so it's given me that thing of going okay this is now this is now a sustainable thing
0: what changes are going to happen
1: for me the the same changes that are happening now is just constant um constant improvement which is about everything in my life whether it's magic the training being a dad you know it's how can i constantly improve and and this is what i've been doing from day one hopefully i'll be able to get feedback um from people who watch it, because there'll be more people watching it, hopefully, and I'll be able to get feedback from you guys and, and honest feedback. You know, I want to know when it's too long. Like we chatted the other mm. day, and I did like an 18 minute review, and I looked at the average viewing rate, and it was half that. So now I've come to, you know, so it's, and you said to me, you know, have a look at the, you know, have a look, because I said, do you think they're too long? And you said, have a look at the, the numbers. And so I think that the only thing that will change is that I'll try and make it as good as possible. I'll have more stuff to review, hopefully, so there'll be more of, you know, like I said, reviews of stuff that I wouldn't usually maybe have or get sent, Um, and that's it, I think, yeah. And and any and anybody that listens to this and sees the review do put a comment and say you know we'd like to see this because I I listen to the comments you know I I work off feedback so
0: yeah no it's interesting that with a lot of people they're like never read YouTube comments because it's just animals it's, <laughs> you know it's worse uh, than magic forums but with, well, with, I mean, with with what with your audience they do seem to be they do seem to be giving you good feedback and actionable sort of notes you totally.
1: know. Yeah, and I think partly that that's cuz I asked for it. You know, I did I did a session last night training uh, a training session and I asked specifically I said right, the good stuff's brilliant, but if you can tell me it's not that I want to be slated, cuz that hurts anybody, but if you can, you know, say that we'd like to see this or get, cuz you know, I can't come up with all the ideas on my own. I don't know what everybody wants. Mm. Um, so that feedback is so important and I'm I'm sure, you know, it is a growing channel and people will you know, I will get people that don't like it, and that's fine as well. Um, but it does hurt, you know. The first time I ever got any negative feedback online, it was, it really hurt me. It was like about seven years ago. But, but now, obviously, you learn, don't you, that it's, people are just going to do that anyway, regardless. Yeah,
0: they are. They are. Haters, so, haters <laughs> going to hate, as, as the kids say. I know. So.
1: I know. It's, I mean, yeah, builds resilience, though. It's a great thing to learn to deal with, I think. Really important. So how
0: do you deal with it?
1: Uh, like, like when I was a street performer, okay. you know, I went out in Covent Garden and, and died badly for years. I used to have a nickname, Bailing Steve, this guy used to call me, because <laughs> I used to bail shows. I was so rubbish, um, I couldn't hold a show together till the end. Uh, and Not every time, but for the first few months it was every time, and then, and people felt with their feet, they just walk away. Yeah. So I learned to deal with that over years, so I think that I just put myself in that, and, and I've learned you can't please all the people all the time, you know, you, you just can't, so, and that's fine you know that's
0: that's totally fine so we're gonna see uh your review show on the vanishing Ink site and on the vanishing Ink youtube channel this cool. week because this podcast oh, wait, no, is gonna it's... go on monday oh nice no, and fine. so yeah we need what, what day do you want to what day do you normally publish
1: uh I, well it's it's around it's a bit random which i know is a big no-no but there's just sundays i can't do no, it so you're this a dad monday?
0: and you're working and i get
1: it yeah um so like, I try, I'm I'm sort of experimenting. So Mondays seem to work quite well. Okay. Uh, Fridays is sometimes reality, and that mm, doesn't work quite so well weirdly enough. Um, so I think it'll be a lot of experimenting. Let's experiment and, we'll and look at the data. Of, let's experiment yeah yeah so all right keep so
0: everybody listening keep an eye on vanishing inks um facebook or twitter or instagram or whatever because i'll post up there when there's a new episode of steve's show going onto our blog mr faulkner thank you so much for your time i do appreciate it Uh, and thank thank you very much for bringing an independent review show over to our site i think it's going to be a smash hit and people are going to love
1: it i really hope so thanks man thanks see you
0: soon